Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Sports Day. Kirk Kraft, who is a great friend of ours, he is the uh, longtime track and field coach for ECU. Also handles their cross country program. They've got a big event coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. So we're going to talk to him in studio. Ben Byram uh, will be along for that a little bit later on. Philip, the ref Pilkington, uh, is here in the meantime now. He's been a busy guy today and all week, as he always is. I want to mention uh, Adler Augustine will also uh, be with us. He is the uh, ECU volleyball coach. Uh, They have uh, uh, a loss last night dealt to them by a very good Cincinnati team. Uh, And we'll have a home match tomorrow against uh, Tulane. I'll be on the uh, ESPN Plus uh, call for that. Uh, We've also got uh, comments from the coordinators, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and also... Uh, we'll hear from defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. Huge day today, though. Uh, the ref is here. His socks play tonight. You're not as nervous as you were the other day. I hope not. Oh, not, not at all. We got rid of those yeah. darn Yankees, and that, that was what was important. <laughs> if they got beat uh, and, and you know, swept or just get beat this round, or is it still satisfying because you, you booted the Yankees? Considering not many people thought we'd make the playoffs this year, I th- I think so because they okay. booted the Yankees and not really supposed to be here. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Successful season in Beantown. So you've got Boston uh, at Tampa Bay tonight. Uh, that is be something like an eight oh seven first pitch. Right now we're in the midst of uh, the Chai Sox and the uh, cheating Houston Astros, and it's uh, one nothing Astros. Believe in the bottom of the third. Philip will keep you updated uh, on that. Uh, but what a night, football uh, across the board tonight. Uh, got Coastal Carolina going to be in action coming up. Uh, the uh, 15th-ranked Chanticleers. If there's anybody uh, who could crash a a party if uh, Cincinnati were to stumble here down the stretch um, or d- remainder of the season, uh, it would probably be uh, either BYU or Coastal that could take advantage of that. At least that's the way it appears now. So you've got a couple of MLB postseason game ones getting started tonight in the divisional series. Uh, you've got uh, the aforementioned Chance playing football, I believe, at Arkansas State. You've also got uh, an AAC game tonight. It'll be uh, Houston taking on Tulane. So a quick turnaround for the Green Wave against a Houston team that played last Friday and just dismantled Tulsa. They looked awesome. Uh, Thursday night football game tonight, NFL matchup. And uh, I believe the Rams are involved in that tonight, aren't they? In the Rams and Seahawks. That is correct. So, 
Uh, Rams uh, three and one, and that one. Let's face it, the Cowboys stole it from them, right? No, the Rams yeah, lost to the Cardinals last week. The the Chargers oh, are who lost to the Cowboys I'm thinking in of week the Chargers. two. Okay, all right. I get my LA teams mixed up. I'm not a SoCal guy. Uh, so you got the Rams, Seahawks uh, also uh, at two and two coming in. And if I'm not mistaken, the Seahawks. Uh, well, they've dropped a couple in a row now. No, they they won a very important game last week in uh I was about to say That's Candlestick. Right. They beat the 49ers. Candlestick yeah. anymore. No. All right. Well, I'm just look at me. I'm a bad sports host. I just I don't know my NFL. There's just too much going on. Uh we've also got uh let me see what else. I, I guess if it's your flavor, right? Uh there's a World Cup qualifier tonight in uh, football, right? If that's your thing uh for the US team and then uh Oh, if you're a degenerate gambler, you're worried about the NBA and NHL preseason. So it's a big sports night tonight. There you have it. Uh, news out of uh, UCF yesterday, kind of interesting. Uh, multi-year starter for them, the linebacker Eric Gilliard, I believe that's how that's pronounced, he entered the transfer portal. Uh, he was a top-level recruit for them in 2018. Uh, put it out on the Instagram, use that iPhone notes app screenshot to address the night nation as he referred to it as, is that a, is that invoking, is that still cool to do when you use the Google notes or the uh, iPhone notes? Is that all right? I guess so. I guess so. People are still doing it. So you can only use so many characters on Twitter. So I think that's their way of getting away from or getting around the character. You could put the whole thing on the gram though. Couldn't you? You can write almost unlimited on, on Insta, right? Yeah, but then you have to post a picture with it. Ah, and you got to do hashtags because you're not hashtagging on the Insta. Why are you even there? So, um, four games. So I guess he still has the potential to not this have this season count against him, right? That's still in play. Yeah, I believe so. so yeah, so Gilliard had 23 tackles uh, in the four games he had played this season. Had 179 in his career. Had played in 35 games for UCF from 2018 to 2021. Uh, a three-star recruit uh, out of high school. Scott Frost, of course, was then the coach, and then Josh Heupel. And uh, so he's survived maybe a couple coaching changes there. Gus Malzahn coming in just may not have mixed. Might not have gone well. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Our coverage of uh, ECU and UCF will begin coming up on uh, – Saturday at 3 o'clock with our Pirate Game Day Countdown, fueled by Bush Light, uh, Terrence Copper, and yours truly. We'll have uh, everything you need to know to get you ready for uh, the big matchup. Also, uh, on a programming note, coming up tomorrow night, uh, around 6.50 or, sh- or so, uh, and uh, 7 o'clock kick, it'll be the Crosstown Throwdown. You'll hear it here, uh, not only throughout the whole city, but anywhere you go in eastern North Carolina on 94.3 The Game. So if you want to hear that game tomorrow night, Rose taking on Conley over in Hollywood Crossroads. And, I mean, if you can't make it, it'd be great to go. But if you really want to hear it, you probably need to listen to our station. Uh, otherwise, it might come across as like on CB radio or something. But I think you're, I, I think we're the, we're the way to go with that tomorrow night. So uh, Croft Massey, RV, uh, the ref will be involved in some of that as well. They'll bring you coverage of Rose and Conley tomorrow night. And I was told, uh, Philip, that we've got a new order 
of uh, our 94.3 The Game t-shirts coming in. That order was made today, so I'm, I'm hoping they'll be here by uh, the Pirates' next home game, that Thursday night clash against USF. So that's what we're looking for there. Uh, I think that's everything on my uh, kind of opening up the show list. We've got a lot of great guests today. Uh, Adler Augustine, ECU Volleyball. Uh, we've got uh, always anonymous text line with an LOL for the CB radio. Well, I mean, look, I, if I'm not anything, I'm honest. And uh, we've also got uh, uh, Kurt Kraft coming in studio. So we got we to gotta get going here. Uh, also, Mr. Pilkington, the ref, has been slaving away over a hot editing bay today. So we've got great cuts from uh, the pirate coordinators that we're going to get to. Philip, have I left anything out? Anything, ref, that I need to mention? Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, and the All Astros right. just scored a run to make it 2 nothing. All right. So, look, there you go. Live and in color update. The Strohs, them cheating Astros. Those stinking, cheating, no good Houston Astros. Uh, by the way, I guess what some are saying is the final game behind home plate for Cowboy Joe last night. Greenville native Joe West. The Dodgers fans were – it wasn't quite the uh, the profane chants that you hear <laughs> going around college football stadiums and NASCAR tracks towards the commander-in-chief, but uh, they were they were cr- critical, let's just say, the fans were in Dodger Stadium with a chant going for Joe West last night. Uh, all right, we'll uh, be back with uh, our pirate report on the other side of this timeout here on a festive Thursday edition, the Thursday throwdown of the P-Man Show. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. As always, uh, the pirate report is brought to you by... Our great uh, pirate sponsors, they include Greenville Pathology. We are part of the local community. Greenville Pathology, we don't see a specimen. Oh, no, we see you. Also brought to you by Doug Henry, Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC in Farmville, and Doug Henry, Ford, and Aiden. You paid more if you didn't get yours at Doug Henry. Also brought to you by Texas Roadhouse of Greenville. Just named the number one Texas Roadhouse of the nation with legendary food and service. And by Pick Greenville Airport, convenient and comfortable to Charlotte and then anywhere on God's green earth. All right, welcome in. Uh, Pirate Report time. And uh, let's start first with uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, talking about the Tulane game. This might be a record for length of Donnie Kirkpatrick cut, not so much on the uh, the heavy side, but on the light side. Here we go. Uh, scored a lot of points. Played really well. Made the fewest amount of mistakes that we've made all year. And the kids played the hardest I thought they'd ever play. Hey, ref, that might be Donnie Kirkpatrick's we're on to Cincinnati. It might be. On to UCF? Yeah. <laughs> It's so many words. I love Donnie Kirkpatrick, and I love the fact that he is verbose and that he has a lot of things to say and that he says them. But that sounded to me like uh, we're on to Cincinnati. Now, now, a few more words than we're on to Cincinnati, that phrase, but still, that's his version of we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, Coach Kirkpatrick talking about Ryan Jones. Yeah, I just can't be, you know, more excited about how the tight ends are playing right now. 
Uh, it was a big game for Ryan as far as getting the ball and making plays. We had a lot of things in for him. He's uh, he's learned the system. He's you know in the the the, the game now a lot, and uh, he's got great play making ability. I think we just continue to do that. Now we had been trying to get it to him. The first play of the season, you know, we were trying to get the ball to him on like that, and we mess it up. We just mess it up. And a couple other times that game, and there were some other games where you keep thinking, you know, Coach kept saying, well, I thought we were going to get it to Ryan. I was like, well, those four plays, he was supposed to get the ball, and we messed him up. We never got the ball to him, but this time we didn't mess him up. Uh, our Pirate Report for you today here on 94.3 The Game. I'm Patrick Johnson. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, and uh, this is uh, Coach talking about teams scheming to try to not so much uh, – I mean, I guess they're going to try to stop Keaton Mitchell. I would say slow him down, but I don't know if there's any way to do that. But he says teams are certainly game planning for Keaton Mitchell. Every defense in the country, you know, has that. we got to stop the run. If you don't stop the run, the game's over. The other team is trying to hand the ball off. You have no chance to win. You can't get the ball back, you know, until they score. And that's not how you want to get the ball back. So everybody's trying to stop the run. I'm sure they're keying up for him as well. Sometimes that – obviously makes you throw the ball a little bit more. It opens the play-action game. It opens the RPO game up a little bit. Uh, sometimes you overplay the run, and, you know, a guy like him, you get so many guys up there. Sometimes those long runs are because they got so many guys up there. If you do pop it, there's nobody left second level. Uh, you add Rajay Harris onto that and what he can do. You know, I, I said this to Coach Houston the other day, Philip. You heard it. If, if Keaton Mitchell doesn't go off and have, like, a Chris Johnson-like performance, basically we're talking about what a great performance Rajay Harris had. 74 yards rushing at a score. He also had a reception for a score. I mean, but look, those two guys, that's as formidable as you can get in uh, college football and, and certainly in uh, the American Athletic Conference. Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick says uh, in this program, the, the mantra has become you got to earn it every day. Maybe we're turning the corner and starting to understand that you got to earn it every day. It, it all starts. Everybody in college is pretty good. They all got somebody. Somebody wanted them. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're pretty good. And and this this level's you know really good. So we're getting ready to find out Saturday, I guess, aren't we? We're going to Disneyland one way or the other, baby. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> speaking of competition. Uh, Coach Donnie Kay says the competition uh, in the wide receiver room has caused guys to play harder. I hope that's what they are because, you know what, every day you come, you got to earn it. I know I do. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you don't do good, you, you, everybody can be replaced. You know what I'm saying? And so competition is a great thing. It, 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 you know, not to just be, you know, cold-hearted or whatever, like, you know, old-school football, the coach, you know, just so cold-hearted or whatever. But, yeah, it is a competition, and you better step it up. And, you know, uh, you know, it's got like Audie. Audie's just a great story because Audie didn't – I don't want to slam Audie. I don't want to say this wrong, but he didn't play very good at the beginning of the season. And we really thought Audie was going to play good. He had had a great preseason. He had really kind of become the leader of the group. And he had a little bit of a rough start. And so all of a sudden he didn't start. He could have tanked that thing and really got really worse, but instead he regrouped. And it actually relaxed him. You know, the expectation now maybe was what was bothering him. And he relaxed. And, man, has he played good the last couple of weeks now. Yeah, started uh, for Adiyama Tosho with the game against the uh, Thundering Herd. 
had a big fourth quarter there, and from there he's been a real factor. Uh, this is uh, Coach on C.J. Johnson. You know, see, but C.J. just – he got a lot of attention, and everybody's pulling for C.J., and everybody talks about C.J. and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, the ball's getting spread around a little bit. You know, the, the defenses have a lot of attention for him as well. And we're just trying to get C.J. just, just let the game come to you a little bit. And Coach Kirkpatrick talked about C.J.'s physicality. They are. He's so physical that I think the coaches tell the guys he's going to embarrass you. Okay, he's going to hurt you if you don't get ready this week. And they get ready. And uh, Coach says that uh, overall the Pirates want to play physical. Oh, that's the, I'm sorry. That's Blake Carroll. I misread that there. So let's, let's uh, shift over to the other side of the ball. Blake Carroll talking about. Uh, the Pirates wanting to play physical on D. That's how we want to play the game. We, we want to be physical. We want to, you know, attack ball carriers, whether it's, uh, you know, be physical up front, D-line level, secondary level, linebacker level, um, you know, and go get after guys. And that play, Coach Houston set up right from day one when he got here, play the chin out of your toes, downhill, flying around, uh, fast and physical. Uh, of course, uh, Dylan Gabriel uh, hurt uh, and uh, – you know, you've got some other uh, guys that are uh, are trying to step in and uh, make plays, including the freshman uh, that is playing right now. So uh, they have uh, some options at quarterback. I don't think they're necessarily married to one guy. And uh, coach is uh, uh, says the Pirates are cognizant of that. Yeah. So you know, we're going to prepare like they got everybody there. And uh, you know, whether it's Gabriel, uh, whether it's the freshman quarterback, whether it's the you know the older Gatewood kid, whoever it may be. Uh, they're all very talented. You know, the, the, young, the young kid, uh, 16, he, he is a young Gabriel. I mean, that's all it is. He's no different. The talent very, looks very similar. Um, you know, and, and Gabriel, you're talking about one of the top in college football. So, um, they'll have a good plan, and we'll be prepared for all, all scenarios there uh, that could happen. And, um, you know, you just you got to be ready. Because if you're not and you show up and all of a sudden Gabriel's playing, uh, then you're behind the eight ball there. So we'll, we'll prepare for him. We'll prepare for the young kid. We'll prepare for Gatewood and, and all, all phases there. So, um, and all of them are good players. And all of them play a lot, you know, some, some good football at high competition levels. And um, I'm starting worth, you got you got your handfuls defending them. Coach Harrell says that the uh, Knights, and this is really true, they're a couple plays away from being ranked. I mean, certainly Cincinnati, but then you've got SMU. Uh, UCF could very easily be 4-0 and could be in that group. They're really a top 25, a couple plays away from being a top 25 team. I mean, a play away from beating Louisville, a couple plays away from beating uh, Navy. Um, and then if they were four, sitting there 4-0, and we'd be talking about them in the top 25. And that's, that's been all our focus. And it's, you know, hey, you know, good job on Sunday from the previous Saturday. And, and now it's all UCF and, and getting Orlando and, and make sure we're prepared for that. So uh, one thing that uh, – the Pirates have this year some depth on the back end. Blake Harrell discussed that this week. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have Gerard back and Gerard playing at a high level. And we saw that early in camp, went through a little, got banged up there a little bit early in the season, and, and now he's back and healthy and full speed. And, you know, I, I tell the guys this, like, it's more it's going to keep those guys fresh and allow those guys when they are on the field to go play 100 miles an hour and at top speed and uh, full speed. And, and also, and I think I just heard Coach Kirkpatrick talking while I was in the hall, it keeps the competition there going. It holds each other accountable. Because I know if, if I slip off my game, I got somebody waiting right there that's going to take over and pass me. And, 
you know, we talk to them about Wally Pip all the time. Uh, but that's, that's true. I mean, if, if I'm not holding myself accountable and I'm not doing my job and my teammate is, he's going to pass me up. And, and Gerard's doing a great job, and, and that's not taking anything from, thing from Chad because he's, he's playing well too. But uh, if we can get that at every position, I think it's just going to make our program better and make our football team better. Do you know who Wally Pip is, Philip? at all? No, I don't. I, I, you, I was laughing at that Wally Pip deal. Uh, Wally Pip was the guy who was in the lineup for the Yankees, right? And I guess got, as I remember, it got hurt. And then um, Lou Gehrig started for him. And then, you know what, the rest, as they say, was history. Because <laughs> Gehrig had the, you know, the Iron Man streak till Ripken broke it. We could do a whole show one day on Ripken and the Iron Man streak, couldn't we? For sure. And how it probably was detrimental to the Orioles. And so, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just got a chuckle out of Wally Pip. I'm surprised Coach Harrell referenced. I, I could guarantee you nobody on the Pirate roster has a clue who Wally Pip is. Um, I, I don't know if you picked this up or not. And, and he was talking about Gerard uh, Stringer, of course. Uh, but did you did you catch at any point this, like, there was one time it looked like, and I, I tried to count. It looked like ECU on defense substituted six guys one time. Did you did you notice that this weekend? Yeah, there was definitely more. I mean, they obviously make a lot of line changes when it comes to the defensive line. But <laughs> yeah. this week it was, yeah, like you said, half the team seemed to be sub one play. There was one occasion I, I counted six guys subbing in. That's unbelievable. I mean, it really. It was sometime in the first half, I believe. And, and I mean, just well, you talk about uh, depth. So it's not just the secondary. Uh, a couple more from Blake Harrell here. Uh, this is uh, him talking about, let's go ahead and skip up to 15. He's talking about going full speed. You try to make sure you stay fresh for, for Saturday. But every rep, we tell our guys, if I don't get a game speed rep at full speed, then when I come Saturday and it's full speed, full go, and they're going 100 miles an hour, I'm not going to be ready for that rep. You can walk through it, you can jog through it, but it's not the same as it being a full speed rep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, that is today's Pirate Report. we got a couple of great ECU guests coming up. Uh, Adler Augustine, the uh, the volleyball coach, is going to be with us. Uh, And uh, also uh, track and field and cross-country coach, uh, the longest tenured coach at ECU currently, Kirk Kraft, will be alongside. Boy, they've had some great stability in their track and field program uh, over the years. And uh, Coach Kraft is just part of that uh, legacy and part of that uh, lineage. Uh, I, I almost said softball because I, I think the ECU softball game or softball team had something scheduled over at Pitt, uh, kind of a fall scrimmage classic thing. And uh, apparently there are some COVID issues in the PCC softball program, so that's not going on this uh, weekend. It's that time of year where uh, the uh, spring sports, baseball, uh, and softball, you know, play these scrimmage games and uh, softball had something planned for this weekend, but they won't be able to, to move forth with it because of uh, COVID at PCC. All right, uh, let's uh, get to Philip now. He's got an update. Lots happening, including game one of the divisional series in the AL uh, between the White Sox and the Astros, an update of that, and a preview of everything else going on. There's a ton happening on this uh, Thursday. Let's send it to the ref right now. He'll update you with our sports flash here on 94.3 The Game, and then we'll talk some volleyball. 
Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Local high school football action tonight is 4-1 JP2 hosts 3-1 Faith Christian. That game is scheduled to kick off at 7 o'clock. In the NFL, Dalvin Cook says that he will try and play through the pain of his ankle injury. And Panthers' Christian McCaffrey says there is a very good chance that he will go against the Eagles on Sunday. And tonight, Week 5 action starts in the NFL as the Rams travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. L.A. is favored by 2.5. Tonight, also, the U.S. men's national team has a World Cup qualifier against Jamaica. In college football, number 15 Coastal Carolina goes to Arkansas State, and there's also some AAC action tonight as Tulane hosts Houston. The Cougars are favored by 6.5. This week, OC, ECU OC Donnie Kirkpatrick talked about the backup quarterback, Mason Garcia. Yeah, you got to love that kid now. I'm telling you, he is really uh, – he has had three weeks going into last week's game. He had had three weeks of really good practices. And uh, Coach Shore, you know, who works with me, played quarterback for me at James Madison, has a lot of work with the quarterbacks too. And, uh, you know, we're starting to we're like, you know, he's starting to get it. He's starting to really look good. He's starting to be fun to watch. And so, like, you know, we just got to get him in there more. This week, the AAC basketball game times were released. All of ECU's home weeknight games will be at 7, and all of their home Saturday games will be at 4 p.m. The Padres have fired their manager, J.C. Tingler, and the Mets have fired their manager, Luis Rojas. Right now, the White Sox are playing the Astros, and the Astros are up 3 to nothing in the middle of the fourth. Later tonight, the ALDS games, or the series between the Red Sox and Rays start out. Red Sox will have Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound, while the Rays have Shane McClanahan. The Rays are favored by one and a half. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Back to the P-Man after this timeout. Just follow me here. We're doing it for the ground. Check out picks from the PJ Show and more. Plus, picks from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram. ECU Volleyball coming off a uh, straight set loss to a very good Cincinnati program last night. They'll be back in action tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum against Temple. Pirates will uh, try to right the ship. They have been playing better here lately, and it's a big case, too, for the uh, Pirates in volleyball to uh, to get everybody back in and healthy and start to get everybody's legs under them and get the rotation going. Adler Augustine is their head coach. Uh, it's great to have him on uh, with us here in his second season. Uh, Coach, thanks for connecting with us here this afternoon. Give me an idea of uh, the kind of year it's been so far for your bunch. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we had some some adversity early on due to COVID. Um, you know, we, we went uh, maybe a month without practicing with the full team, just different lineups, different people in there. Uh, in the last, I would say last week, that's when uh, we started getting the, the lineup back, uh, the full roster. So it's uh, still a work in progress, I think, just because we haven't had that time to be together. Uh, but uh, I think once we're we're together here, we're a lot better as a team for sure. Uh, maybe the flip side of that for the uh, volleyball team is having to uh, have gone through some uh, some adversity uh, with uh, injuries and COVID and other things, uh, maybe theoretically a little deeper. 
than uh, you anticipated being at this point? Yeah, uh, for sure. There's, uh, I think it's good and, and not so good. Uh, good, um, you get a lot of freshmen that get uh, opportunity to get gain some experience. Uh, not so good. You don't get the regular lineup that you that we think that would um, carry us over. So that lineup's starting to come together now. Uh, that's why you know you would normally play the preseason and and get that going. But for us, it's kind of getting going during the conference time. Adler Augustine, he's the head coach of ECU volleyball, back in action tomorrow night at home against Temple at six o'clock. Coach, you have uh, uh, talked about, uh, or we we alluded to some of the younger players on the roster. Let's talk about some of your uh, seniors. You have three that have led the way for you. The the three um, three seniors um, that are attacking are probably our best right now. Uh, it's um, just because they're coming in and out. Uh, it's hard to say one is better than the other, but they all all stepped up. Uh, what's good about it is that uh, what, if one of them's struggling, the other two pick up the slack. Um, so it's hard to really, uh, I guess, game plan uh, against us in that respect. Like, hey, we're going to shut this person down. And then the other two kind of take over. So uh, it's it's good to have them back. So that way we can we can be that sort of team. One of those is uh, Natalie Tysing, and, and then I'm going to have you maybe run through the other two as well. Could you just uh, maybe uh, give us some attributes of those players? I think um, she's a sneaky good player. Um, people, just her size, people don't, um, you know, see her as a threat, I guess. But um, in open space, she's definitely deadly. Uh, I like what she's doing. She's consistent, comes to practice, works hard. Um, then we got Bree Wood, which is an all-conference player that I think most teams know. Uh, I think the, the last match we played, they did a really good job of trying to stop her. Uh, and then that's when Natalie kind of took over. But Bree is kind of steady Eddie. Um, she's the one that she doesn't, you know, uh, once the, uh, the bright lights on her, she kind of goes under the radar at times. But when it's, uh, when it's time to go, she's ready. Uh, and then you got uh, Sydney Kleinman, uh, who's finally coming back into the lineup. Uh, she could go off on any on any day. I think she's probably one of the top outsides in the conference when she's healthy and playing at her best. Coach Adler, Augustine, you you had the uh, occasion to join the Pirate Nation a few years ago. We talked to you a while back. I think when you first got hired and you were making uh, the uh, the move, and then the crazy COVID year. So there's been a lot of upheaval, uh, not just with, with you know, establishing a new culture, but also dealing with all the things you had to deal with a year ago and that all athletic programs had to deal with uh, for the last 19 months or, or what have you. Uh, you mentioned those seniors and your upperclassmen. Have they bought into what your vision is for the program? I think, um, yeah, they have. I think, um, you know, there's, you know, in the in our first year is a little tougher just because, we were um, with COVID and we played the least amount of match, uh, 12 matches in the full, that was our season. So it was, a, it was a little bit tougher to sell that vision, but I thought over the summer, uh, then coming back, what we've been trying to do now, um, the uh, the three that I mentioned uh, are upperclassmen. They're, they're all about it. Uh, there's a couple others, uh, Gabby, who's a senior, and we have our setter, Janice, who's also a senior that's playing uh, a good amount. Um, so I think the upperclassmen definitely like what we're doing, um, the ability to, to win matches and, and be tough at the end. That's something we didn't have last year. I thought we played well the first 20 points, and then we just kind of faded away the last five, six. Uh, I thought uh, winning some matches 
you know, and uh, extra points this year, winning some close ones. So it definitely shows uh, the growth of the team. So what do you attribute that to that, you know, the first 20 or were, were the ones where you were kind of playing well, but then when it comes down to kind of winning time, you all would have some issues. What, what would you have attributed yeah, that to? Uh, we actually uh, talked about that a good amount uh, as a team. I think it was a combination of like maybe some confidence, like, hey, we weren't, we're not supposed to win. And then you get to the end and you start playing tight. Um, you try and try and play not to lose. Uh, and then that's never a good recipe. If you're up, just keep playing the way you're playing. Don't worry about uh, the outcome so much. So I think they wanted to win, but they just didn't know how to yet. And I think we're still in that process. We're still growing there, but I think we're doing a lot better. Coach, would you have the opportunity to come to Greenville and, and take the helm of this program? Uh, you had a vision. What is the vision for Pirate Volleyball? I think the vision is to be first and foremost, be at the top of the conference, um, top two, top three, year in, year out. Um, that gives you an opportunity to maybe either win and get an automatic bid to the NCAA, or if you schedule well enough and you're in the top two, you'll probably get in that large uh, just because our conference is pretty good. Um, so that's that's kind of the goal um, to to be, you know, when they talk about the American Conference that, that ECU gets mentioned as a good volleyball program. And then uh, I think the other thing for me is um, having good quality people. Like when we when they graduate, it's like oh, they're doing well in their careers. They're they're helping. They're doing whatever that they choose to do. So it's uh, twofold. Let's be competitive, we'll win a lot of matches, and also let's be uh, good people in society. Great message, Adler Augustine. Thank you for the time. Pirate volleyball back in action against the Temple Owls Friday. 6 o'clock, Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Our old friend Kurt Kraft, ECU's longest tenure. Head coach is uh, in the studio with us. Pirate Invitational is coming up in about uh, a week and a half. October 15th is when it will be going on. Coach has brought the stopwatch in. He's brought the whistle in. Go ahead, Coach. Give it a There we go. It's a genuine article right there. Ben, he's going to make you run the halls and time it. I don't know if that's a 40, but you got to run the halls, and he's going to time it for us here. So. Well, we're going to actually – Put you to oh no, he'll win by you got to give me like at least about a, a 15 second head start. He'd kill me. That would put you into the parking lot. That's fine. That's how much of a jump I need. I on think ben. I still beat him. He probably does still beat me actually. But yeah, we're gonna use this when we're done. Okay. Uh, it's the Pirate Invitational coming up October 15th. A couple weeks after that, the American Athletic Conference Championships. We're talking cross country. This will be the uh, Pirates' uh, lone home meet of the year. It'll be at uh, Lake Christie. Overton's Lake Christie. Great to see Coach Kraft uh, here in the studio again. Coach, how you doing? Everything uh, going all right for Patrick, you? Patrick, I always enjoy coming to the studio and, and um, having these interviews with you. You're a dear friend. But we are here to promote this home cross-country meet and these student-athletes and uh, Parker Overton, we, yeah. a good friend of ECU yeah, Athletics. Got to give Parker a shout-out on that. We'll talk more about him. Absolutely. Uh, I see where your women's team is regionally ranked. We were, yeah. And okay. I, I think we, we slipped out of the top 15, what? but we might we, we might be back in after they do their new rankings. Uh, okay. They come out tomorrow. 
but uh, we are there's nine regions in the country and mm-hmm. that's how they rank uh, the cross-country teams. We're in the southeast region, okay. which is Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we were um, ranked as high as like 13th a couple weeks ago. Okay. And um, so the the women are having a, um, a really, really good year right How's now. How's the men's team doing? Men's team is uh, probably a little bit behind them right now. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, they have a, a, a little tougher... Um, a little tougher race to run. They run gotcha. 10Ks and 8Ks. and uh, yeah. um, So it takes them a little bit longer to get in shape, a little bit longer to get that rhythm underneath them. Um, but uh, both both programs are doing really well. You all have uh, run in uh, in uh, the Triad, Piedmont. You've run in uh, Central Virginia, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and now uh, this event coming up on the 15th. Uh, give us a little bit of a, a rundown of how this got started. Obviously, I guess you needed a vent. You wanted to have a home venue. You needed a venue, and uh, Mr. Overton was kind enough uh, a few years ago to offer up Lake Christie, which is just beautiful. Patrick, it's it all started, um, this is why, first of all, my 17th year at ECU as the director of the track and field and cross-country program. But um, I got here in the fall of 05, but three, four, five years previous to that, um, we had hosted the Southeast Region championships here on his course out at his estate Mm -hmm. so we had hosted the southeast region um i believe in the fall of four the fall of three the fall of two the fall of one so it became known for um it had a great reputation of being a fast course Mm -hmm. all grass no pretty good track out there um just beautiful easy on the legs easy on the student athletes so um his course became very reputable and people from the southeast region said we'd love to go back there so We've not only hosted regional championships, but we've also hosted conference championships there. Conference USA Championship meet was held there back in the day. We hosted the American Athletic Conference Championship meet there in 2015. So um, getting back to Parker and his course and his state, that's how that thing started years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been going ever since then. So uh, we have this one home meet of the year. and, and teams love coming here. They love coming here. They come from North Carolina. They right. come from Virginia, South Carolina. This is the largest, the one of the largest in the southeast. Isn't one it? of the largest meets in the southeast. It's like the fourth or fifth um, largest meet in the southeast. We got teams like UNC Greensboro, Elon Campbell, Coastal Carolina, Townsend out of the Baltimore area, the Citadel, UNCW, VMI, you know, VMI, Richmond. I can go on and on, but there's mm-hmm. probably around fifteen to twenty teams that'll be here. Um, a week from this Friday. Gotcha. So this will be coming up on the 15th, yep. the Pirate Invitational out at uh, Lake Christie. Uh, what time does all of this uh, sort of begin? I guess uh, the women run first and the men follow? That's correct. Women's race is at 4 p.m. Uh, men's race is at 4.45 p.m. So it's two races. Um, the entire track and field team of uh, of our of, of the ECU track team is out there helping out, mm-hmm. and they're marshalling the course, and they're out at different, okay. you know, across country is yeah. you got all these different 1K mark and 2K mark and 3K mark, and they're out there cheering the kids on, and and um, it's a nice, neat, festive atmosphere, and gives Parker a, a chance to show off his property um, out yeah. there at Lake Christie. Very kind of him to uh, to allow this uh, to be run out there. He's been a friend of ECU Athletics for many, many years. Um, he's obviously been a, um, a very good booster to ECU Athletics. Well, and just a, a great person in the community. Absolutely. Yeah. Parker's involved with a lot of different things, and um, he's a big giver, as we all know. So you know what the rule is there. It's better to give than to receive. So Parker has always been a... A cornerstone in this community and a cornerstone to uh, ECU athletics. So shout out to Parker, the uh, legendary Kurt Kraft, ECU track and field cross country coach, is uh, with us. And 
he is uh, going to be uh, leading the Pirates. We hope to a victory on uh, the 15th Pirate Invitational with the women and the uh, men taking place out at Overton's Lake Christie. Uh Give me some names here of some kids. You know, uh, Patrick, I'm glad you brought that up. And cross-country, uh, we're kind of like golf. That's the best analogy I can give you. Um, although we, you know, we don't want to take and compete against Kevin Williams' golf team. Mm-hmm. But we, we're like golf. And uh, we score five. Um, golf scores four. They throw out that fifth. Uh, but in cross-country, we score five people. And it's low-score wins. You don't want a lot of points in golf. You right. don't want a lot of points in cross-country. So if you were to go one through five in a cross-country meet, you add five to four, four to three, three to two, and two to one. And whatever that math is, Ben, you add it up, and that's what the score of the cross-country meet would be, but you want a low score. Um, so some of the kids that have been doing very well for us, um, we got a gal on our team by uh, name of Abby Yorkovich that's leading the women right now. She's a, a senior that's doing a wonderful job as these people grow up and they become more mature. They become really good leaders. Um, there's a new girl by the name of Alyssa Zach that was a transfer uh, from Emory Riddle, I believe is out of Florida. Um, we got a gal by the name of um, Jenna Strange that's from um, Kentucky that's running really well. We had a transfer from William & Mary, uh, Lily Schlossberg, um, young lady by the name of Madeline Hill that's a freshman on our team uh, from right here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, on the men's side, uh, Chase Osborne, a kid that's from uh, the t- Tidewater area, Hampton Roads, uh, Virginia Beach area that's probably leading the team right now on the men's side. Austin Matthews, another kid from Kentucky. We've got a contingent from Lexington, Kentucky. We've got a four or five kids on our team from, oh, wow. from Lexington. Um, Josh Spare um, is another young man from the Virginia Beach area. Matt Russell from the Raleigh area. So a lot of different kids on a lot of different days. It's a matter of just who's on and who's off. But the good thing is, Patrick, we've got a lot of depth. And you got to have depth uh, uh, to do well in, in what we do. And these... Uh athletes that are in cross country are also a lot of them are your track and field distance runners you got it yep they do cross country in the fall and then they do indoor track in the winter and outdoor track in the spring so i'm glad you brought that up they are they never have an off season it's three seasons for them cross country indoor um and outdoor those distance races um i mean the four by four is the most exciting event in track and field but those distance races can be intriguing sometimes. Absolutely. A lot of strategy. A lot of strategy. And, you know, what people don't understand is that there's a lot of work that goes into that, um, a ton of work that goes into that. And the only way you can be good in those distance races is by putting the work in. If you don't put it in, you're not going to get it out. And I know that's true with anything in athletics, but in true distance running, um, you can't run a 5,000-meter run or a 10,000-meter run. Um, and not put the effort and the work into it. It just doesn't happen. Pirate Invitational at Overton's Lake Christie on the 15th. Kirk Kraft is the uh, cross-country track and field coach for ECU. Uh, how's the uh, conference meet stacking up? How are the Pirates stacking up as far as the conference goes? We go to the conference championship, Patrick, at the end of October. I think it's Friday the 29th. I forget what day that's on, but we go yeah, to it is, yeah. USF in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Um, it's going to be warm down there even at that time of the year, but we go to Tampa for the – American Athletic Conference Championships here in about, uh, I guess, a month. And the teams that usually dominate there, when I say dominate, Tulsa is very good on the men's and women's side. They've been dominating our league for the last many, many years. They have a lot of international kids on their team, but Tulsa is very formidable on both sides, men and the women. It's very flat out there. I would imagine it would be easy to run because it's flat. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, you just got to avoid avoid the tornadoes (laughs) and and, and, and the the, the thunderstorms. But uh, Tulsa's dominant. 
dominant. Um, Cincinnati's got a good men's team. Wichita's got a good men's team. Um, they're always at Temple's got a good men's team. On the women's side, you know, you've got us, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Temple, you've got Wichita. You know, if things go well, Patrick, you know, we could probably, hopefully, our goal is to always win it. But if you can't sure. win it, hopefully you're in the top three, top four. Um, upper half of the league is, yeah. is obviously, you know, it's a good league. And uh, just a, a quick track and field shout-out, you had an All-American. Patrick, thanks for bringing that up. Summer night. Yeah. Um, summer night um, was third in the country last year at Eugene, Oregon, mm-hmm. in the pole vault. Went 4-meter 35, 14-3. Uh, she's back again this year. And she's uh, even even better this year. So uh, the sky's the limit for her. I know she has set high goals, and when you set those goals high, hopefully they can be reached. But Summer Knight is uh, one of the best uh, track and field athletes in the in the whole country, and she is in, back. She was a conference champ last year, um, third, first team All American. Uh, but she's back with us. It's good to see you. Thanks for uh, taking a few minutes with us. Uh, do appreciate you coming in the studio. It is the uh, Pirate Invitational. And it is uh, coming up on uh, the 15th, Overton's Lake Christie. Women run at 4. Yep. The men run at 4.45. Yep. You Are got, you going to be out there, Patrick? Am I going to? What date is that? The 29th? Uh, well, no. The, the, for the, the, oh, for the, the 15th? Oh, yeah. Our home no, cross no. Con- I will not be. I will not be. I, I hate to tell you that. I, will I not thought be. maybe we could put you on the line. What does in, that mean? Well, on the, on the starting line. And to just say on your mark, get set, go? Right. Yep. On your, on your right. mark, get set, go. All and then... All right, here's what I want you to do. Ben, write this down. For 22, I'm your man. So you're, I, that gives you a year. A year to get ready and figure out what exactly you just told me. But I'll, I'll go ahead and mark it. Ben will mark it down on the calendar. And look, it, Ben's my, my second. So we could do a I, mark. We could do This could be a branding. This, this well, could, could be, be a marketing. But if I'm not there, Ben will be there in my place. Ben will be there in my stead if I'm not there. Ben, how so do you? So th- you better prepare for me being there. All right, he's not going. I'm probably. I, I can I, guarantee I, it. I, I, oh, I see. You're already planning on being hurt. Well, no, if I pl- got, no, no. If I've got to work, I mean, like next week, I'm not here. But if I got to work, I got to work, and I won't be. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But if you're committed, you're committed, Patrick. It's you. You can't have one foot in, well, one foot that, out. That's a great question. That leads to the question here: Is this a payday event? This would not be a payday. Okay, event. well, then I got to go with the paycheck. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a fun <laughs> experience. Do you know who I root for, Coach? The paycheck. That's If somebody's <laughs> paying me, that's who I'm rooting for. That's who I'm rooting for. But I'm just saying I may have a payday that day, and if i got a payday, i got to go do it. the payday. Yep. That's no. why I volunteered so graciously. Ben is ben. my second. Yep. If I can be there, I'll be there. If you run this puppy on a Thursday, I'm likely going to be there. But if uh, Ben is – look, if you'll run it on a Thursday – we might do the event. We might do our show from out there. What do you think of that, Ben? Wow. I'm all for that. Yeah. Now, if you're going to run it on a Friday. It's, it's odds are odds are slim. Odds are slim. But I'm, I'm going to tell you now I'm going, but I've got a second. Right. You have a backup. Yeah. Plan. Yeah. You have a plan. There's I'm a strategy. Always, I'm a solution guy. If so, Look, I, I have to tell people no sometimes, but I always like to come to them with a solution in case I can't. I had an event like that last weekend. I couldn't do something. You had a plan. But I said, hey, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for asking me. Here's somebody who could do a much better job than I can yeah. ever do. Conflict. You're good with conflict resolution. You could, you well, you've got to be. Yeah, that's why I volunteered Ben. Ben will be out ben, there. Ben, yeah. we'd love to have you. Ben, can you do that? Like, say, on your mark, get set, and blow the whistle? <laughs> I think anybody can do that. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Look, See, us track coaches always get a hard time. They go, anybody can coach track. You I know. Just, you, you just run fast and turn but left. See, here's the thing about – if you well, give, I think I could say on the mark, 
On your mark, it's yeah. to go. Yeah, if you I mean, give Ben a little bit of a green light and give Ben a whistle, oh, that'll go to his head. I'm just telling you. There's a lot of power in this whistle. Apparently. Apparently so. Uh, Kirk Kraft, the Pirate Invitational, October 15th, Overton's Lake Christie. Coach, best of luck there. Best of luck in the conference championships. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see, see you sooner than later, Patrick. Hopefully but so. We always appreciate your support. Thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. Uh, thanks to Coach Kraft there. Also, thanks to uh, Adler Augustine. Thanks to uh, Philip. Thanks to Ben. Catch you tomorrow. Football Friday gets you to the weekend edition. Will Bland, Rose coach, their rivalry game with Conley will preview. And Kevin Monroe slated to join us. See you then.